From the AM FM 247 Radio Network, broadcasting from AM and FM stations around the country, welcome to one of our hottest broadcasts, Searching for Integrity. And now here's your host, the guy who really does have a presidential pardon, John Smith. Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, (laughs) and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have today as our guest, Diane Huth or or Huth, Diane? Huth, Diane Huth. Diane Huth, H-U-T-H, the runaway Sherpa, who is the author of Grown Up's Guide to running away from home, earn dollars, spend pesos, and escape to paradise. Diane, are you there? I am here. Thank you so much for having me on your show, John. It's a real pleasure. Well, it's a real pleasure to have such a topic that we can talk about. Uh, I know a lot of people that have tried or have talked about um, moving to to Mexico. Um, and you've, you've got a book. The sole purpose of that book is to convince people it's better life living down there than it is up here. And that it's easy to get there than you ever thought possible. Um, three years ago when I started on my journey, I didn't know where to start. I was confused. I didn't have the resources. I knew I wanted to change my life, and I didn't know how. So I studied it for a year, and then I, I, I made the move, I made the test, and I want to shorten that period of time and that uncertainty for other people, to let other people kind of hold you by the hand um, when I, you know, to get where I am today without the fear and the anxiety and the unknown. Well, I'll tell you, that that's, um, that's a real, real bonus for people, uh, and they should, they should take uh, every ounce of, of what you have to say in terms of the knowledge where and when and how. Uh, it's, um, it's, that's the, I'll call it a blessing. How's that? Well, thank you. I will take that. <laughs> um, I was looking at, uh, you know, a lot of things you have in, engaged in. This is, you're, you're on the aisle uh, of, um, um, where'd it go? Isla Mujeres means the island of women. Yes, I was looking at Mujeres and, and was having difficulty in, in what, now, and I was asking myself, now, is that furniture or is that women? It's women. <laughs> and do you know what I mean in terms of what what the word looks like? Yeah, muebles is is furniture. Yeah, is this Isla Mujeres? M U J E R E S stands mm-hmm. for the island of women, and it comes from the Mayan time when there was a temple to the um, principal Mayan goddess was on our island, and the women would come for a pilgrimage for fertility or healing, and they would bring little clay statues and bury it in the sand. So when the Spaniards came in 1509, they found all these little statues of women. So they called my island the island of women. Wow, that's a history lesson right there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and some of them are still coming for healing and love and for finding themselves today, all these these decades and centuries later right now 
uh, how far is it from the mainland? We're seven miles and a lifetime away. It takes 17 minutes by ferry to get here, and you shed all the worries and, and, and your own life when you get on this ferry and you come to paradise. <laughs> now, is that, is that escaping from Cancun? Yes, when you escape from Cancun. We're 17 miles, a 17-minute or a seven-mile ferry ride. We're east of Cancun in, in, in the Caribbean, right where the Caribbean and the um, Gulf of Mexico meet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what, uh, what an effort you have made to become such a professional in terms of uh, being, being a know-it-all uh, because people are going to, you know, if you get, I'm sure that people drain you pretty quick in terms of questions and answers. Um, oh, I'm so blessed with my life today. I'm so happy with my life, and I want to share it with other, other people. I have so many friends. I as a single woman, so many of my friends are retirement-aged women, particularly women, but I'm also meeting a lot of men at, in their 50s and 60s. They've, they've spent their lives raising their kids. They've invested in their kids' college. They're single or divorced often, and they can't find a job. I'm a career coach in my day, day job. I'm a career coach. And what happens is that people, when you're 50, because of age discrimination, you can't get a job. And you're saying, what am I going to do to support myself? How am I going to live on my meager social security? And, and I can't get decent employment. So what can I do? Well, I can help you by helping you slash your income by 80%, by 70%. So you can live on a third of what it costs me, for example, to live in San Antonio, Texas. And San Antonio is a low-cost market, right? Imagine people coming up north from, from I was just on a, a call with people in Delaware, New York, Chicago, expensive markets. You can, you know, slash your cost of living so you can retire well on a shoestring budget and you can also make a digital income like I do and you don't have to make as much money to live well. Mm -hmm. Do people need to be concerned that they don't speak Spanish? Speaking Spanish is very helpful. It lets you fit into the economy. But most areas, a lot of people speak English because this is a tourist area. Mexico is very proud of its tourism and nurtures tourism. And so many of the people here will speak um, Spanish or speak English so that they can communicate with you. I have a... a a uh, question just popped into my head. I didn't, didn't even get a chance to write it down. What would you say is the viewpoint of uh, people in, in Mexico uh, concerning American politics? Um, they don't really know exactly um, what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. They... You know, just like in the United States, people are divided, um, and they're divided about the Mexican president, and and they don't really know what's going on. They want to make sure that their relatives who live in the United States are taken care of. Um, they they want to be esteemed. So many people have family and friends in in the United States from here and um, want to make sure that their family and friends are okay. But as a general rule, Americans here are welcomed. They're welcomed by the Mexican government. 
They want you to, to, to bring your dollars here to Mexico and live well and, 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 and invest in the economy and hire people and go out to restaurants. So um, people are generally pretty welcoming to foreigners. And I haven't had a lot of discussions about politics or what's going on. They're more focused on their lives here. Well, that's good. That's real good because, you know, the, the news today is probably 90% politics and, or COVID. And, uh, you know, I just turned it off. Uh, it's, uh, so that's, that's a reason to move to another country right there. I have, I have recently um, turned off all news sources as well because it's things I can't control. I can't do anything about it except be anxious or upset about it. I can't impact it, and so I'm just focusing on those things in my life that I can change and I can control. Well, it sounds like a good rule of life to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like your part about opening up a consulting company um, and launching a new career. Is that uh, something, that I guess, back in the U.S., or is it uh, back in the link between uh, – bringing more people in, in terms of, of what they could do? Well, one of the, 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 the key barriers that prevents people from moving to paradise right away today is I still have to work, I have to make an income, I don't, I'm not old enough to get Social Security, or I, I want to keep saving, I'm not ready to give up making an income. And you don't need to. You can do online work. My day job is I'm a career coach. I write resumes for people. I have a career coaching business that I do on the phone and on the internet. I use LinkedIn as my source of contacts. Most of my clients don't know where I live. I have a San Antonio address, and yet I'm living in Mexico and delivering the services by, you know, global technology. So you can do that. You can become a digital nomad. And um, you can do it through having your own consulting company. You can do it through having your own service company. I do have a little ebook called um, at, on a website, www.launchyourplanb.com, launchyourplanb.com. And that helps people figure out how to set up a consulting business, which you can use to generate revenue. You can also use it as part of a job search technology. And I encourage people to set up their own business. It doesn't need to be a corporation um, or an LLC. It can just be a sole practitioner um, so you don't have any legal stuff. But that, as a career coach, lets you contact peers to peers. You don't have to go through HR. But it also gives you a platform for marketing your services and, and, and taking advantage of your skills that you can launch your own online business. And a lot of people who are older have 20, 30 years of experience. Maybe you're not real employable because of age, but you are hireable in terms of your consulting experience as a 1099 worker or as a coach or consultant. And that's a real good way to transition to your life in paradise. It sounds like a great transition. The, um, it's, it's not as hard as you think, I guess I would say to someone. Um, we, my wife and I, we actually uh, considered it uh, in terms of moving to Mexico. Um, and for whatever else, you know, life gets in the way, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I should probably bring that subject topic up again and uh, re-explore what I'm learning today. 
Right. Well, John, one of the things that I learned in my journey as I help people, to, to me, when I was making the decision, it was a, a, a binary choice. It was either Texas or, or Mexico. I had to choose, but you don't really need to. You can live the best of both worlds. It is hot and steamy here in the summer. A lot of people are back um, in the States enjoying life. A lot of mm -hmm. people go back with a lot of snowbirds. And what I have found is it's cheap to rent year-round to live here part-time. So you can get a, a one-bedroom comfortable apartment for $400 a month. I have a very comfortable um, two-bedroom apartment, about 1,100 square feet with a huge deck on top. I pay $600 a month rent. And at that, you can downsize your home in the States if, if it's too much, if you're getting older, whatever, and have a place in Mexico and go back and forth between the two of them for maybe less than you're spending today and 10xing your enjoyment factor. That's what uh, we were thinking about. Um, do you have a, um, a green card? I am. I applied for permanent Mexican residency before I came to the States. One of the things I talk about in my book, and I even have an ebook, it's very easy to become a Mexican resident. Um, you need a certain amount of assets, like $130,000 of financial assets in a retirement account, IRA, 401k, bank account, whatever, or a retirement income of about $2,500 a month. And with that, you can become a permanent Mexican resident. All you do is you go to the consulate, you show 12 months of, of your you know, bank statements that, that show your income, or you show a ward letter from Social Security, pension, annuity, whatever, saying that you have the right amount of income, and you can become a Mexican resident immediately. If not, you have fewer assets, and you can be a temporary resident, and you renew your residency visa um, every year or two years for four years, and then you can become a permanent resident. And it doesn't affect your citizenship. I'm an American citizen, but I'm also a permanent resident of Mexico as well as a, as a resident of, of San Antonio. I have a U.S. address in San Antonio, and I have the right to live here in Mexico as long as I want without any hassle. And it also gives me the permission to buy property here and to run a business here. You know, I would think that uh, there's a lot of people in places where life used to be better than what it is now. Mm -hmm. uh, let me give you an example. How about Chicago? Oh. Um, you know, there's, that's a targeted market right there for you. Um, yeah. And convincing them to come down there. I, I know that yeah, there's a lot of people that are looking for someplace else to live, not just Chicago, but there's other places that have the same problems. New York City is another one. Um, well, there, there's a bunch of problems. Crime, of course, we think about Chicago, New York, and crime. The cost of living is so high in many markets. Mm -hmm. right. And the weather. Right. <clears throat> I see people slugging, you know, slugging through snowstorms when you could be here. We have a vibrant expatriate um, retirement community, snowbird community, if you wish. Instead of going to Florida, which has become too expensive, or even down um, in Texas to like South Padre Island, just keep coming south. We have um, many of the same conveniences of back in the States. We have an international airport that you can go anywhere. Um, Southwest flies here, American Airlines. 
We have, have, I can be back in the States in two hours without a hassle. If I have a medical concern, I can be back in the States. It costs me less to fly from Cancun to Portland, Oregon to see my son and my, my soon-to-be grandbaby than it does for me to fly from San Antonio to Portland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about the medical care there? I, I know that the, there are people that specifically go to Mexico for their health care. Medical care here is amazing in many different things. Number one, you have very good private medical care. Many of the doctors are either trained in the United States or are trained in major universities um, and medical schools in Guadalajara or Monterrey or Mexico City, major urban markets. Um, many of them are certified and they have wonderful hospitals, many of them that are certified, and very low cost. It's a fraction. Medical care here is between 20 and 30% of what it is in the States. If you have a traditional medicine um, insurance plan, that's what you pay for deductible every year, and you can buy everything here. A doctor's visit is $25 for primary care physician. I've had several medical adventures, I call them. One was a ruptured um, appendix, which was a m removed. Uh, you know, the whole thing started on a Sunday night. Um, I paid nothing because I had AARP medical care, med um, AARP medical care complete um, advantage plan. So I had an advantage, Medicare Advantage plan, and I paid nothing, and I had wonderful care in a private hospital. And I was just interviewing yesterday a group from um, near Guadalajara, um, Ajijic, which is um, near Lake Chapala, and they are a medical services company. They're like a PPO in the States, except they provide medical care here in Mexico and bill your insurance and take care of all the insurance. You pay no co-pays, no deductibles. And, and they're opening up a clinic here. And so there are medical resources to use your insurance for your major medical if you have an emergency, or you can fly back to the States in, in two hours and, and be back in the States if you have a problem. And I found the medical care here excellent. My, my doctor, my surgeon texted me my medical results from, I had a, a kidney tumor. I had my kidney removed. There was a cancerous tumor in it. And the surgeon texted me, personally texted me, the lab results at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. Wow. You don't get that care in the States. I have his cell phone number. If I need to reach him, I text him or I call him. Wow. That's amazing. It really is. What do you do for transportation? Well, there's lots of transportation. I decided when I moved here that I wanted to have a car. Having a car was important to me. So I bought a 15-year-old Chevy. It's, it's manual transmission, no power steering. It's my island car. I paid $1,700 for it two years ago. And it's absolutely perfect because nothing breaks on it. I don't have a lot of, of electronics. Other people have golf carts. And living on an island in a golf cart is a lot of fun unless it rains. Um, there's public transportation buses and taxis are cheap. A buck or two bucks for a taxi ride. So there's lots of options. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. The uh, you know the value of that uh, the car that you bought has probably tripled just in the past year. Uh, used cars are are, are premium now. Uh, it's yeah. a serious serious matter. 
yeah, it was hard to find cars today. But I was very fortunate. $1,700, I figure if I break it, I throw it away and buy another one, right? It's, it's inexpensive. I, I had a beautiful Chrysler Sebring convertible in the States, my, you know, leather seats, and I loved it. But I don't need mm-hmm. that here. It doesn't fit into my lifestyle here. I want a right. car that's not to worry about if it's riding on the sand or on rough roads or if a golf cart bumps into it or a, a truck scrapes by. It doesn't matter to me. The vehicle is not important. It's the lifestyle that I've chosen and and my car is not, you know, anything that has to do with image. It's just reliable transportation because when you make a move like this, you're focused um, on living a good life instead of what you have. People are not focused on their belongings, their possessions, their home. They're focused on the lifestyle, on the people, the community, giving back to the community, and really treasuring and cherishing the privilege of living such a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Now, are there uh, Americans and Canadians that are there on, on the Isla Mujeres? Yes, um, about a third of the expatriates here are um, from Canada. There are a million uh, expatriates from the United States living in Mexico and 300,000 Canadians. And that's a big percentage of the Canadian population. They have a lot of snowbirds because of the weather, of course. Right. Um, we have a huge number of people from Minnesota, Michigan, North Dakota, right, from, from up north, if you wish. There's an awful lot of Texans who come here. Probably a quarter of the people I meet are from someplace in Texas because it's so inexpensive and easy to get here from Texas. Well, it sounds like it. I know that uh, we, we traveled uh, frequently uh, from Colorado, where we were living then, to Mazatlan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mazalon was that's that's where probably the majority of your three hundred thousand Canadians re- reside. Um, uh, I can I can remember some of the uh, the HOA meetings uh, for the condominium complexes. Um, very uh, very interesting um, world in Mazalon, and of course Mazalon is also an area where people can somehow hang on to this well there's a lot of problems down there there's gangs and so forth but no, that's really not true i don't think anymore if i the the mexican government cherishes foreign tourists as the economic driver of the country and they take very good care of of tourists particularly in high tourist areas there are gangs everywhere just like there are in the united states um, I find that I live in the safest place in the world because we're an island and everybody knows each, each other. You know, access is limited mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's a naval base here. And so the naval military police make sure that everything is, is really up, you know, above board and, and safe for the residents because they have mm-hmm. a lot of their own um, staff and employees who live on the island. So they're very mm-hmm. concerned about safety. I feel much safer here a single woman, I can walk on the street at night, I can go out to dinner by myself, I drive by myself all over, and I'm not worried about it. Now, I'm smart about it, right? But where I live, this particular pocket is very safe. Most tourist areas are very safe. Um, you know, when you're out, and I travel in the country, I find it's very safe. If you're doing 
drugs, if you're doing pot prostitution, if you're, you know, in, engaged in activities which are not legal, you're going to be hanging around with people who don't respect the law. You can get in big trouble. Um, but as long as you stay in, in, in tourist areas or are safe or mix with the general population, I think it's as safe, if not safer, than living in the United States today. Well, I would think so. That the island concept is, is, a, is a very good one. And the, uh, the naval base is also a very good one as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, lot a, very of, a lot of pluses. Yeah. And what I encourage people to do is try it. One of the things that I learned in my process is it's not forever, it's just for today. And there are progressive steps that you want to go through. And so you, um, there, there's progressive steps and you want to start by analyzing the market and saying, where do I want to live? And you want to look at things like climate. You want to look at things like distance, communication, accessibility. Do you want to live in an urban area, rural area, a beach area? Is language an issue, medical access, all those different things. So there's criteria that you want to evaluate. And then you pick areas that are of interest, and then you go visit them. I call it vacation with a purpose. You spend a week. And you um, go on vacation, but instead of staying at a hotel, you rent an Airbnb and you, you know, buy your own groceries and you learn to live a little bit more like um, the natives. And you say, does this feel good to me? And if it does, then um, I encourage people to do a beta test. When you think about a beta test, often a beta test is used in software development to test a new program. Well, you can test living overseas as a beta test, which is to go for a month, see if you can bring your business with you, rent an apartment for a month, you know, do your own laundry, do your own cooking, do your own shopping, see if this feels right to you before making a, a, a leap. And then you don't have to buy something, just rent um, an inexpensive place, try it out, see what it feels like, and, and then decide whether you want to do this full-time or part-time. But you don't have to leap in like I do. You can take baby steps to make sure that this is the right choice for you and to make sure you don't make mistakes. A lot of people make mistakes in housing. I wanted certainty when I moved here, so I rented a house from an American lady, and it was a nightmare. And she ended up evicting me, and I hated living there, um, but I wanted certainty. And you, you have to learn to give up the certainty. So so then now what I've done is, is, is you don't need to know exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. You trust in the process. You learn. And then you're open to new adventures, and it's not as scary. And, and, and then you learn by trial and error. What I've done in my book is provided a lot of information so you don't have to make the same mistakes that I did, right? Like on right. the Internet. I, I, I do webinars, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't get the right internet service, and my I couldn't do my Zoom webinars. Well, I had to learn that you need a different kind of service. You need synchronous service as opposed to asynchronous service, which means you need the same upload speed as you need download speed. Well, I learned the hard way by messing up a bunch of webinars. So, so there's trial and error. You can get help from your community. Everybody does Facebook groups today. And so you can find places you want to live, tap into their Facebook groups, and, and get a feel for the island, and then come and do a test. Try it on for, for size. See what it feels like. You don't have to give up your other life 
to embrace a new life right away. Test it and see if it feels good. Diane, tell my audience the number of ways that they can get in touch with you. Oh, I would love to. Um, I would love to have people visit um, my website, which is www.grownupsguide.com. Grownupsguide.com, all one big long word. And I have a lot of information there. I also have a, a Facebook page with the same name, Grown Ups Guide. Um, or you can go The Grown Ups Guide to Running Away from Home. You can find me. And I have lots of lifestyle videos that show you what life in, in paradise looks like. And I have a gift for your listeners, um, www.atypicaldayinparadise.com is a free downloadable ebook. And with this ebook, it shows you what a day in my beta test was like while I was trying to learn and discover if this is right for me. And if this sounds like something you're interested in, I invite you to my Wednesday night webinar um, at 7 p.m. Central Time every Wednesday at runawaywebinar.com. This coming Wednesday, I'm having a special interview just about medical care and insurance and how to use your U.S. insurance and, and all about medical care. But generally on my webinar, I talk about the five burning questions that most people have, most of which we've addressed here today. But um, I invite people to runawaywebinar.com. It's Wednesday at 7 p.m., and then we can chat on that. And um, hopefully I can help people make a decision if they would like to add more excitement in their life or transform their life in some way. And, of course, you've got my book on Amazon. I'd love to have anybody get the book. It's still right now on Introductory Special because it just came out less than two weeks ago. And it, it, the ebook is just $0.99, cents, so I would invite your listeners to um, – you know, go to Amazon and get my book to learn for themselves by reading it, kind of the steps that will take you to the decision, is this right for me? Do I want to embrace a life of, of with an overseas part of it? It doesn't have to be full-time. It can be part-time. But is, is international living and life in Mexico perhaps in the future for me? Diane, please, uh, um, well, you've done that. You've thoroughly and uh i'd like to thank you for being our guest today and i want to thank my listeners as well for tuning in to searching for integrity so long and happy trails to all